first, let me tell you about my Patriot supply. Uh, it is never fun to think the unthinkable, but I do it for I do it for a living. And look at me. I'm the picture of health and happiness. Um, here's what mm. you do. You need to uh, mm. you need to go to mypatriotsupply.com and take this one off of your list. I, I will tell you when you have actually prepared and your family you know is going to survive whatever it is that's coming you know you know if you lose your job or you know there's a disruption that your family is going to be fine it takes a huge load off you please go to mypatriotsupply.com right now order your food kit don't forget water filtration purification products they're perfect for your bug out bag survival supply or camping pack We need these things in our home. MyPatriotSupply.com MyPatriotSupply.com entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program well hello america it's friday i told you years ago that if we can make it to 2024 the tides would start to change and some of this stuff would start to ebb back and then fall away because we're We're operating on a pendulum kind of system. It looks like that is finally starting to happen. I'm going to share some good news with you in 60 seconds. Heather's a police officer in Louisiana. Stay fit for her job. Heather spends a lot of time in the gym. Not how I choose to live my life, but who am I to judge? Anyway, she's been taking Relief Factor for five years now because of her own aches and pains in the gym and at work, and it keeps the pain at bay. Heather wrote in, thank you so much for letting us know that you are somebody else uh, in the audience that has found a better way to live their life uh, through natural pain-relieving ingredients that are found in Relief Factor. The three-week quick start is 1995. Try it. It's not a drug, so it's not going to whack you out. It's 70%. Well, I can't say 70% effective. I know this. About 70% of the people who order Relief Factor... Go on to order it month after month. How's that? ReliefFactor.com. Just try it. 1995, the three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. So we have some uh, breaking news that Dianne Feinstein has passed away. Uh, And uh, that's pretty much all we know. Uh, She was 90 years old. Uh, and so they're going to be looking for a replacement. Gavin Newsom is going to be appointing a replacement. You know, it'd be interesting. Just hear me out for a second. Feinstein dies, which she just did. Mm-hmm. We need somebody from California. You need a woman. You need a powerful woman. 
what about if the if Newsom decided to ask the president, hey, what about putting Kamala in as the senator? Because we can't lose this vote. So we put Kamala as the senator and maybe then, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe Gavin Newsom could be vice president. <laughs> um, I have some questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number one mm-hmm. on the list. Yeah. Why would Kamala want to do this? Because she has no choice. Okay. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't agree with that. She's already got the job. So why wouldn't uh-huh. she just stay in the job? Because she'd be so much more effective because she's been very good at policy and she'd be much more no. effective. Well, I than- know your justification to the media or to conservatives or whatever might be that. Here's our excuse for why we're demoting her. We know the real reason. She sucks. Yeah. But my question is, what is her incentive for taking this? Uh you're not going to why what was the incentive for Hillary Clinton to all of a sudden say okay Barack's the guy not me more votes going against her the, there was a, there <laughs> she was lost an, the election there was an absolute deal cut there was she a deal lost cut. the primary that's what she, happened I know but she was also uh she th- 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 that was a deal that was cut. I'm I'm convinced of it. Well, there I was mean, a deal cut. But and maybe she did think that that was a better choice for some reason. I I, mm. I think she just lost the the primary. But still, this is Kamala freaking Harris we're talking about. Mm. You're telling me she's going to step down from the vice vice presidency? With is that would that be the mo- the weirdest thing you've seen in let's just no, say the no, last five no, days? You're right. Okay. No, the weirdest thing would be mm. the Republican House of Proving Gavin Newsom as the next vice president, which they would need to do in this scenario. That I do not believe is going to happen. If that did happen, I would be surprised. But the Republicans would have to approve this. And of course, the Democrats know that this would not be something. can't have Kamala Harris in. He is, I mean. (laughs) Believe me, coming up with uh, scenarios to get Kamala Harris to not be your next choice should be a high priority for the Democrats, but I don't know how they'd pull this off. And this is the problem with both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Once they have the job, they're among the most powerful people in the world. And it's really hard to get them out of those positions because they have to agree to it. Joe Biden should, of course, not be running, but it's his choice at the end of the day. And this is why I've, I've believed since the beginning when everyone said there's no way he makes it through this first term, there's no way he runs again. He has spent his entire life trying to get into this house. Yes. And he wants it more than anything. He's risked his family. If he just went away, none of this probably would have happened with Hunter. No. He doesn't care. He loves this. I know he's incoherent. I know he looks tired all the time, but he still does want this really badly. He likes playing most powerful man in the world. He really does. That's So that's my theory. I think he stays in unless his approval ratings start hitting like the 20s and he's forced out because they start saying, you know, he's okay, going hey, to, you're going to prison. I cannot believe he's going to be the candidate. He has degraded so much just in the last couple of months. It's he getting is, worse. It's worse and worse and worse and, there and worse. And there are calls for it. And I would not be stunned by any means if he had, uh, quote unquote, health concerns or he needed to be with his family. It's not out of the question. But believe me, I still think the most likely scenario is that this guy, 
this doddering old fool is their nominee. I really, I think that's the most likely uh, outcome of this, which is incredible to say. It really Absolutely is incredible. Incredible. But I mean, it, we, the, we, the, and, and there won't be a debate. There will not be a debate. You think he just avoids it, him Yeah, absolutely. You're going to, how is he going to debate? How could he possibly stand on stage and debate? I think we've, and I think we've advanced this a lot. There, for a long time, I would say 90% of the time we've done the show together, which has been far too long, obviously, at this point. <laughs> um, I would say we would have both said, as part of our analysis, you can't skip, de- you can't skip a presidential debate. You can't skip these debates. But look, we have in the primary, Trump is skipping the debates with a, you know, a good, huge lead and a real reason to do it. But also, I mean, a better example of this might be Katie Hobbs, who just skipped the debates for the governor of a a big state and still won. Yeah. And maybe you you know that Joe Biden is like, I am not going to. Hey, I'm not going to lower myself to a man who's been indicted. Yeah. 91 chart. I will not. He won't say yeah. this with this much emotion, but I will not show up. No. He'll say, I going to show up. He won't say it with that much emotion, but yeah, yes, but he'll say he'll, something like that. He'll say something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the left will accept it and the media will accept it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Amazing. So, uh, so anyway, I mean, we just went over to politics right away. Diane Feinstein passing away. It's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal. She's obviously been in the Senate forever. What what the Senate part of this, too, is important. They only have 51 senators. Mm-hmm. So now they go to 50. If you think Menendez is stepping down anytime soon, I have news for you. They're not. There's no way they're going to give up control of the Senate. I don't care if they have him but on video murdering children. Yeah, he will not step down until they name a new person in, in California. Gavin Newsom is going to. Oh, yeah, you're saying it's going to yeah, take some time. There's a gap time. here. Yeah. And also, right. I don't think they're going to risk going 51 to 50. That's risky, too. Uh, so not I, with Romney in there. Well, that's a fair point. But he's <laughs> yeah, still I mean, in there for a while. Yeah. And then beyond this, of course, is the disgusting display we have witnessed with Diane Feinstein over the past, what, two years, where they have wheeled her in to press buttons and vote and, and call out the wrong vote over and over again. And a dis, just a disgraceful, almost beyond what you believed was possible as a low for the Democratic Party. Almost. Yet they achieved it, wheeling in a woman who had absolutely no awareness of her location a lot of times. If she would have died during a vote. Okay. Do you think there's a chance somebody sitting next to her would just would have gone, hi? Yes. So let's extend this. How far does this go? Let's say... The, she's in the cloakroom 10 minutes before a vote. Important vote? An important vote. Okay. And they need the vote. Yes. She she passes away in the cloakroom. Yes. Do they wheel yes, her they down? Yes, they do. I okay, don't even have let, to. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. There's a famous uh, movie that... Yes. In reality, really not that many people saw. It was not really a success, but right. everyone remembers it. Weekend at Bernie's. Right. So let's take this to, the, to that level. To a weekend. It's a Friday night. Yes. She passes away. Right. Important vote Monday morning. Do they go through the whole weekend? Not sure, but like, like if the budget were, you know, going to be, yeah, vote, it was, a big, it, a it big was in vote. the Senate. They'd absolutely, you know, they'd wait for the vote to be at midnight. What if? Yeah, there were rumors swirling. Does she have to raise her hand, or can she just go? 
Ah, just get, yeah, yeah, maybe that's yeah. probably what you're doing there. Um, what if she had events she had to attend over the weekend? No. To so cancel those. She was not feeling she's well. She's not feeling well. Yes, but she still made it well. with the, his, the, the heroic effort vote. to get down and to the floor. she died immediately after. Oh, my gosh. What? And then you get a movie out of it. Yeah, right? by the way, this is not... We're not making fun of her no, or her death. No, not at all. We are... We're honestly trying to speculate on how low would the Democrats go? I mean, I mean, did she die at home? Was she surrounded by all those she loves, the interns so and the pages? <laughs> You're right. Or, I mean, this, this is this what is, they did to her. They didn't give her any a, a year, a two years, five years of enjoying uh, her, her final days with her family. None of that got to happen because... This group of people that surrounded her were horrible. And look, we can look back at Dianne Feinstein's career as a senator. People will, of course, make it to be this magical thing and all the things she fought for. I, of course, thought she was a really bad senator, right? She voted for a lot of things I did not like. But she lived long enough to go from a radical in her party to the right wing of her party. I mean, she w- to the point where, like, she was saying relatively positive things about Republicans and being trashed by her own supporters, party, and online. She lived all the way to become essentially the right wing of the party from California. Mm-hmm. Just because she was a radical Democrat in, like, what, the 60s? And she, that radical Democrat in the 60s is now, does it, barely even fits they in the Democratic Party. would call John F. Kennedy oh my God. Hitler today. Yeah. They would absolutely call John F. Kennedy Hitler. All right, I've got some good news. I'm going to share that with you in just a second. First, if you're a shooter, I'm sure you've noticed the ammo prices and the availability of ammo. Uh, it just going to a range, you might as well just take your wallet and just take a blowtorch to it. And... I can't, I just can't do it. I, I, it bothers me. I am the, I'm the cheapest out of control spending rich man you've ever <laughs> met. Little things like ammo drive me out of my mind, oh, yeah. but I'll be like, wait a minute. The all in the family set that's available. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm so stupid. Anyway, um, Mantis X, I don't like going to the range right now. Cause I think ammo is precious, but I've got to keep my skill up. I carry a gun and you have to be able to use the gun and be familiar with it. Okay, this is an uh, this is something you would actually attach to the barrel of your firearm. You connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. And then whether you're firing actual rounds or even dry fire practicing, it'll give you instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. It's like having a firearms instructor right in your front pocket. Start improving today. Get yours from MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, I just I, I I told you at the beginning of the hour that when was it? I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, because I read the pendulum and the fourth turning and everything else, I felt that we were going to start coming back. That pendulum is going to start swinging back to 
sanity around 2024. Well, here we are, the doorstep of 2024. Listen to these stories. San Francisco Democratic Mayor London Breed recently proposed mandatory drug testing and treatment for any receiving welfare. Excuse me. His initiative would require those suspected of substance abuse problems who want to receive funds through the County Adult Assistance Program to undergo mandatory drug testing and treatment programs. Those who refuse testing and treatment interventions would be ineligible to receive county-funded cash assistance. This gives the homeless $697 per month. According to uh, K-Ron TV, approximately 8,000 homeless people reside in San Francisco. Half refuse to use the shelter. He said, and I quote, we need to make a significant change. No more anything goes without accountability. No more handouts without accountability. This is the progressive mayor of San Francisco. Mm. Holy cow. Now, let me give you this one. This is the top law enforcement analyst at CNN. They're talking about, you know, Philadelphia and what happened in Philadelphia and the riots. Uh, the CNN uh, analyst, John Miller, he's chief law enforcement analyst. He said the situation in Philadelphia is endemic of a larger problem striking Democrat-controlled cities. The problem, he said, is that looters exploit exploit protests using, quote, sophisticated communication networks to organize mass crime sprees. They're emboldened by progress. I'm quoting. They're emboldened by progressive criminal justice reform that seeks to decrease, uh, decrease the penalty for property crimes, suggesting the litmus test for such reform is to see where organized property crime is occurring. You're seeing this kind of looting happening. I mean, shoplifting and organized retail theft happening in places like New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia. If you look at where the Target uh, closed nine stores yesterday, four stores in San Francisco, stores in Seattle, Portland, and New York. These are all the places where bail reform laws, criminal justice reforms, have taken the inside of a jail cell out of the equation. So shoplifting is a crime where a judge can't set bail. End quote. All right, so I... (laughs) We may be slipping back into a worm. (laughs) Sucked back into reality. Um, But now we have the San Francisco mayor... And uh, a CNN analyst actually, you know, wising up. Try this on for size. From New York. New York City announced this week that it plans to hand out flyers to migrants, discouraging them from seeking shelter in the sanctuary city of New York City and instructing them to go elsewhere instead. So now you have the city, a sanctuary city, finally admitting that this is a bad idea. We can't afford to be a sanctuary city for all that come in. They should go somewhere else. 
wait, what? Because that's what Texas said. Now, you're doing flyers. We're doing buses. Soon billboards, I hear, are on the way. But that's a different story. Mm. Um, We're doing buses. And what is it that they're saying? That we cannot take on all of these uh, illegal aliens, all these migrants, because it's overwhelming the system. Wow, that sounds like Cloward and Piven. It's overwhelming the system. What makes New York City different than the United States of America? You have, what is it, 150,000 maybe in New York? Millions have come over. By the end of Joe Biden's first term, we'll have a population of illegals in this country that will equal the population of what would be the 11th largest state out of all 50. What they're saying is what we've been saying forever. You have to have order and assistance and, and, and a system. You have to take people in and balance what you're doing because you can't just you can't sink the lifeboat. That's what's happening in New York, and they're finally admitting it. It's amazing, too. This is pretty similar to what Democrats used to say as recently as the mid-90s. Yes. You know, this is not a crazy view for the Democratic Party to hold. They used to know this all the time. I mean, now it was... They only knew it it because of labor. Yeah, Yeah. but they sounded certainly this way. You know, um, uh, Michael Schellenberger, who we've had on the show uh, many times, he wrote a book called San Francisco uh, a year or two ago, and... He was pointing out a lot of these same things, particularly about California. And he, at one point, London Breed had signaled maybe some efforts of sanity earlier. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like she was going in the right direction. And then I guess got, you know, uh, criticized by her left flank and stopped. It will be interesting if she sticks with it this time. Because you could really make a difference with. Look, there's a lot of things I'd like to do in California that are never going to happen that I think would improve things. But even just taking basic steps to sanity. You could improve it a lot. I mean, it's a totally lot. out of control. A lot. This is this is an amazing day. It's an amazing day. Those three stories are incredible. The Back program. Steps in the right direction. In this time of inflation, thank you, Joe Biden. Being able to lock in a price on something, on anything, when everything around you is jumping up and up and up in price. And if they don't close the government this weekend, if they just sign on for a continuing resolution, you're not going to see a stop. You will see a speed up of of higher rates for loans, which will crush the economy. And you will also see higher prices everywhere. So what can you do where you can lock in the price? Well, if your car is no longer covered by a warranty, how about Car Shield? When you enroll with Car Shield, you're getting protection plans start as low as $100 a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24/7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, complimentary towing, all of this stuff. And you lock in the price. No matter what, your price will never go up. No matter how many claims you file, how many miles you put on your car, nothing. Car Shield, 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Carshield.com slash Beck. Subscribe to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn.
All right, so here's what we have to do this weekend, beginning tonight at midnight. If we don't sign the CR and continuing resolution, which will just give a just a buttload of money, just keep spending exactly like you were spending last year and no real accountability for any of it. And we got to add some more for a war. If we don't sign that by tonight, we got to shut the government down. Ooh, Pat Gray is joining us. What will you hmm. do as of 1201 I, tonight? Well, Stu gave me a suggestion because I was confused when I came in. What am I going to yeah, do? I know, yeah. I know, I know. And what was your suggestion that um, I should do? Uh, I if the government now this is in the eventuality of a government shutdown. Okay, right. are you are you well read enough to give a recommendation? I mean, I wouldn't. I would be concerned if I was going to be held to some legal standard. Right. On okay. It. So but you're not because you're not an expert. I'm not an expert. You're not an expert. But I, I was thinking you could continue living your life exactly the same way. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, that's weird. Yeah, but what would you what do? What about the catastrophe? Right. That yeah. is, what about that? Yeah, you, ju- yeah, you would, in this particular scenario, and again, yeah. it's, it's a fictional okay. scenario right, on some okay, level. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's right. hypothetical. Okay, you're not but a doctor. I, I, think what I, would this say is, I think this is dangerous. Do, what were the things you were going to do? <laughs> yeah. Do those, yeah. those things. things. Okay. And the things you weren't going to do, mm, don't, don't do those. Do okay, those. all right, okay. Hang on just a second. It's crazy talk. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what, this is what's really going to happen, Okay. Mm-hmm. This is from the OMB, the Office of Management and Budget, and they have now released the contingency plans. Oh, God. Thank so, so here's mm. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, please don't panic. But economic indicators like the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the jobs report mm-hmm. could could be delayed this month. Don't say that. Yes. No. The Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service, Mm -hmm. which is charged with promoting labor management cooperation. They'll still have that, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. However, they would have to cut back in its work. They won't close, but they'll have to cut back in some of the things they do. And this all amid the strike with the United Auto Workers. What what are the unions... (laughs) And the uh, and the you know the plants going to do without federal officials? They'll oh never be able to do anything. No, they won't. And the thing is, we're so used okay, to high right. efficiency from mm, the government, yeah. and, and when, when we right. lose that, You're, I don't. We're not okay I mean, now. Society could it all go I'm sideways. Gonna, I'm going to throw everybody a bone here, so you don't panic. Okay. The Federal Reserve activity will be unaffected. Oh, phew. so okay. they could phew. still okay. raise the interest rates on November first. Oh, good. No matter what happens. <laughs> Great. Okay. Good. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission, however, uh, would stop the vast bulk of its competition and consumer protection investigations. You can't be serious. I no. am serious. They would have to. The vast bulk of them would just mm. stop. So some of them would continue. <laughs> yes. Yes. But the vast, but vast bulk? bulk of them would stop. What, what percentage does that translate? Don't what is know. It? Vast bulk. It's got to be over 50. This is from the OMB. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Security and Exchange Commission uh-huh. will not review or approve registrations from investment advisors, Broker dealers, transfer agents, rating organizations, investment companies, and municipal advisors. They're not going to be able to, if you try to register, 
at the SEC. You won't. You won't be able to do it. And what's that? Wow. Like for for wow. a new fund or something, a new rating agency? What's that? A two-week yeah, process, I mean, probably? I mean, that what is about the FDIC? Now? Do you have information on the FDIC? No, they still do no. not have all of Damn it because it. they're scrambling for this information now. They didn't see okay. this coming, now, even though everyone saw again, it Again, to give you some good news, mm-hmm. the IRS has not released their plans for this potential shutdown. Uh, however, previous plans have said that the IRS would use funds from Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act oh, good. to keep employees paid and working. Thank heaven. Uh, Thank and a union IRA. representing the IRS workers has said new plans are being discussed that would involve some furloughs. However, businesses and individuals who requested that six-month extension for your tax return in April, yeah. you will still be required to file by April <laughs> well, 16th. Well, of course you will. Of course yeah. you will. Yeah. By what, what date? Because uh, uh, August, uh, October, October, 16th. October 16th. I was going to say, yeah, I thought you. I had more time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> emergency relief is going to be a problem. A shutdown would create an increased risk that uh, FEMA, their mm. relief funds, mm-hmm. could be depleted. So there's a risk, a risk. that their funds could, could. be depleted mm-hmm. if large additional catastrophic disasters occur. During the shutdown. Now, of mm. course, they would very easily pass funding for that almost immediately. But still, okay, uh, but we should deny that that would happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, energy. Mm-hmm. And we'll deny that mm-hmm. none of these people are going to get their money afterward. We all know they're going to retroactively pass something to pay all of this mm-hmm. stuff anyway. It will just basically be an uh, unpaid vacation for many for people. For the most part, they've yeah. already done that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, yeah. so uh, this sure. is for those of you concerned about, hey, what about my energy? What about the environment? Mm-hmm. This is what this draconian mm-hmm. shutdown is going to do. Mm. Thank the, you, Republicans. The Interior Department, which does all of the designing for the Capitol building and the interiors and pick out mm-hmm. the dra- is. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's a. OK, apparently it doesn't do that. Uh, the uh, Department <laughs> of Interior will retain limited discretion to use permits for energy projects on federal lands and waters when user fees are attached. So mm. they, they'll, they'll retain just limited discretion to issue those permits, you know, for drilling and things like that. Um, they f- don't have full discretion? No, not, not during, during a, shutdown. a shutdown. No. Oh, no. A funding oh, lapse no. would paralyze other work to develop required environmental analysis mm. for all energy projects, highways, and other in, in, in infrastructure. The EPA mm-hmm. may be able to continue some IRA-funded activities as well as other attempted work, such as settlement-funded cleanup at some Superfund sites. Let's hope that's the case. Now, the White House is warning most EPA-led inspections at hazardous waste sites, mm-hmm. as well as drinking water and chemical facilities, is going to stop. Oh, wow. So completely. your drinking water could go completely. completely. It'll stop. It'll turn to mud It'll this turn weekend. By, yeah, well, by Sunday, maybe Monday. Mm-hmm. The Energy Information Administration, which publishes snapshots of the U.S. oil inventory, uh, it will continue to collect and publish data on schedule. But they say at least initially, at least initially, mm-hmm. um, our nuke sites are going to be you know, maintained nuclear regulatory commission, however, will stop all licensing of, you know, new nuclear facilities. Oh, there's or, so many of those oh, going up too. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, we did the last one in 1978 and then yeah. this is going to, this is going to stop. Well, okay. There's no, 
yeah. new ones, but but it's going to stop. It's going to stop. This was the week. Uh-huh. This Finally. was the week. This was the week it was going to happen. It, this and was now, the week, and now yeah. Yeah. thanks to you MAGA Republicans, right. Now, transportation and travel. <laughs> Unbelievable. Travelers could face delays as uh-huh. air traffic controllers and transportation Uh-oh. security administration officers <laughs> that all continues, will be working without pay. But without pay. Yeah, so people will not I mean, they're really not because they will be paid. Yeah. It just maybe not right. on time. Right. Which is a hassle that for them. That is a hassle it for them. It is a hassle for them. I won't deny that. However, Amtrak... Mm-hmm. They're going to keep transporting those 12 passengers. Is, it's just going to keep going. Is Ange going to continue to tell stories about how many miles Joe Biden has traveled on the train? I don't know. Will he be there? I don't know. Even in death as he was when he told the story to Joe Biden? Now, passports and probably, visas probably. will still be issued. Oh, phew, okay. I thought those were going to be delayed, but no, they're not no. going to. Efforts to defend mm. the nation and conduct ongoing military operations mm-hmm. will continue. Oh, okay. right. Okay. okay. Well, that's All good. Right. That's okay. Uh, burials Shoot. and tours at Arlington National Cemetery will, will continue. continue. Did anyone doubt mm-hmm. they were going to stop burying the bodies? <laughs> yeah. They're just going nah, to pile up until we open up the government COVID-19 again. <laughs> response research, including vaccine and therapeutic development by the U.S. government, will, will Continue. continue. The <laughs> National like, Institute of Health might have to postpone, postpone clinical trials for diseases like cancer or Alzheimer's, oh, according wow. to the White House. So this may throw mm. him from solving cancer. We were so close to him mm-hmm. coming through with his promise mm-hmm. of curing cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's the damn Republicans. Um, we can actually check that. At any point, if you just go to hasjoebidencuredcancer.com. Can you check it real yeah, quick? Yeah, let me check real quick. Because we're it's very loading. close. Uh, has Joe Biden cured cancer? Uh, no. No, Cancer shoot. still exists as of today. Uh, food Dang stamps it. for low-income people, the disabled, mm-hmm. and others could be delayed. There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse mm-hmm. for that. Nope. That is just to trot out the downtrodden. The people and just say, look at what's happening. If the IRS can stay open, oh my gosh. food stamps can stay open, yep. social security checks will be delivered, applications for benefits processed. However, people will not be able to verify benefits or replace Medicare cards. Most national parks will be closed. No. The Smithsonian wait, wait, wait. and mm. the National Gallery of Art may close. Don't say that. Cemeteries, monuments, visitor centers worldwide housed under the American Battle Monuments oh, Commission man. will close. So mm. are, so are they going to and you said the national parks are going to close. That means that these many of these open field areas will will not be open. Yeah, they're going to they're going <laughs> to put they're going to build some fences around those things. Are they? Yeah. Okay, I don't yeah, think we don't can, seem capable of building fences. Mm, I've noticed closed. this in other areas. They're closed. And but you know, closed. I tell you, you know that they are Big on the blue. They're just going to be mm. be telling the blue, you make sure you're out there and you enforce that law. Mm. Don't mm-hmm. you got somebody coming into the national park? Huh, we don't have bathrooms that are open. Oh. No. Wow. What are they going to do? Poop in the woods? What kind of animals do you <laughs> think we are? It's a great it's a great point. By the well, way, well, we're animals. Part of this that is poop. That, that so, it, sometimes that, those the words, the at least for many, many, mm-hmm. many centuries. Yes. Yeah. Um, the uh, Capitol Police will not get paid under this. So they, what? So they will. They will. They're uh, under assault again. Yes. 
Just out. as they were during the insurrection? By the same people. Oh, by the same extreme by the same MAGA Republicans. You're exactly oh, right on that. By gosh. the same mm-hmm. people. Now, they'll get all their money later. Um, oh. Of course. Mm. But, okay. but for now, they won't get paid. Mm-hmm. Except for them, unlike thousands and thousands and thousands of other federal workers, they actually will still have to do their job. Most of the federal workers that are going to get laid off are going to get all their money and then not have to do their job for several weeks or however long this takes, which mm-hmm. is a terrible. I, I mean, terrible just hearing what terrible. closes down, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think we should take a vote. Who wants to open it back up? And I mean, I think 15 days to slow the curve of spending. 15 mm-hmm. days. Let's just do mm-hmm. that. Okay. Let's meet again in 15 well, days and, then and we'll, see if we can open the government up. We'll probably like need another idea. 30 days at least at that point. Well, we might. We might. But let's not. Let's, let's just not 15 days to slow the curve and of spending. After that, 30 days are up. After the 15 and then the 30, we might need another 18. Yeah, well, I don't know if I don't know if that. those the, I don't know if the government will su- survive that. Oh, you know. Oh. It yeah. may not right. survive that. Of course, may the not. American people did it for a year. Yeah, and no um, one cared about them surviving. No, nobody really right. cared about them surviving. So that's good. So uh, can I also say too, like we talk about these big government cut cuts that we want to do. We think there's things that we should we should do to make the government smaller, mm, more like mm. it was supposed to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. a limited government. Yeah, we're not talking about any of those. I want you to know. Uh, you know, but our maybe we are. <laughs> You know, haven't they unintentionally identified all of the cuts here? Haven't they just said, hey, whatever we're just going to stop doing, the unnecessary parts of the government that can just yeah. shut down? You mean those why don't we just get rid of those? Yeah, the non-essential stuff we just stop doing, and the essential stuff will keep going, and we'll go from there. We'll talk about, hey, maybe we need to add this back in. Maybe we need to get rid of this other thing. Well, but, like, isn't that a good starting point? Oh, well. Whatever you tell me is non-essential, I mm-hmm. promise you we should not be doing. I promise you we should well. not be doing it. I, I I'm I, I'm not sure of that. I mean, you know, we're 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 talking about really. Yeah, we're 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 talking about things like uh, the Interior Department mm-hmm. just having limited discretion to so, issue permits. So they're still going to be issuing permits, but they're yeah, going to have limited yeah. discretion. Well, Maybe yeah. we shouldn't be yeah. doing so much permitting. Maybe people should just be able to do a lot of the things that they want to do. But if there are certain needs for certain permits then the limited permitting might just cover that yeah well you go ahead well we're all <laughs> drinking poison by next yeah. wednesday from right. our drinking mm-hmm. just from our our taps in our home mm-hmm. well sludge nuclear waste mm-hmm. uh syringes well, not come pouring out into our kitchen sink <laughs> okay so syringes might pour out of our yes taps yes how do they get around the curves like if you have a curvy sort of faucet are you an expert <laughs> Are you an expert? I mean, obviously not. Uh, no. no. Are you a doctor? I, I am not a doctor. I am. Let's move on. <laughs> Very dangerous. <laughs> Keep going, Republicans. <laughs> Keep going. Do not buckle. All right. When you're trying to work through buying or selling a home, one of the most difficult and time-consuming things you can do, you really need someone who is not only knowledgeable about the whole process from beginning to end, but also works hard and has your best interest in mind. Well, this is where my company, realestateagentsitrust.com, comes in. We connect people like you to exactly that kind of person every single day. Uh, I was seeing in the news today that uh, 
the housing market is getting really, really bad. You need an expert right now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, man, I don't know if you've heard this, America, but Taylor Swift may be going to a football game. Ah! She may be going to a football game. Please stop. She's she's dating some, I don't know, unknown uh, football player. (laughs) No, he's not. I'm telling you. Yeah, he's not now because he's dating Taylor Swift. This guy is is going to be famous, really famous. He's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Well, that's for her to decide. But I'm telling you, he (laughs) is going to be legendary. He'll be legendary. He's already a legend. He's one of the best tight end. He may be the best tight end of all time. Again, I find okay. your <laughs> not proclivities here to be The man hosted strength. Saturday imagine, Night Live. Imagine, because they knew he was going to be dating Taylor Swift. Imagine what <laughs> ticket sales are going to be like for that team that he's on. They'll be famous, too. Even I'll know what team he plays for and what he does. But they could charge two or $300 a ticket. <laughs> Let me tell you about American Giant. American Giant does things right. They make it here in America, and they actually truly believe that if we don't start making things in America, we're going to lose our our place. We're going to lose our freedom, really. We'll lose our communities. We'll lose our families. We've got to have put the pride back into building and making something here in America and making it with quality. Guy who started this is just a, a just a remarkable man, and he is challenging Levi's and everybody else. Just make 5% here in America, and you would cha- change the world. They make everything here in America, and it is high, high quality at a great price. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You're looking for anything. You're looking for jeans, pants. Uh, you know, shirts, blouses, sweatshirts are fantastic. Whatever you're looking for, you can find it made in America. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Go there now. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. tell you some guys just don't get it Stu's one of them okay he's just he just doesn't get it uh i'm telling him this you know that taylor swift might be going to a football game this weekend and that is a huge deal huge deal it could make that team certainly whoever you know she's dating that guy he's going to be wildly famous please stop this uh and 
you know, Stu has just been thinking about the Roman Empire every second of the day. He's missed the phenom that is Taylor Swift. Well, we'll try to get into that a little later. Also, what happened in Washington and what is coming this weekend. We are one day, 14 hours, nine, uh, no, 14, nine minutes, 32 seconds away from the, well, now it's, now it's closer than that. I'm just I'm just looking at it up on the CNN screen because how many hours do we have left before the entire world caves in on us because the United States government closes? <laughs> but the good news is Taylor Swift's going to a football game, so we'll talk about that coming up. Inflammation, even just the word sounds unpleasant. There's a lot of people in the world who suffer from frequent pain, and inflammation is usually the thing causing it. Inside your body, joints can begin to swell, and the next thing you know, you have pain radiating outward from the uh, from the sources in your body that are all uh, you know uh, inflamed. Ooh, that doesn't sound nice. Hundreds of people talk about this over the years. I know from my own personal experience, if you can get rid of the inflammation, you can get your pain at least into a manageable level, if not gone. Try this, please. The three-week quick start of Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com, three-week quick start, 1995. It's trial pack. Uh, about a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number four, Relief. I mean, there are going to be so many people at that stadium because Taylor Swift is going. So <laughs> many are. people. They could charge three or $400 a ticket just this weekend. I hate you. To watch what? I hate I'm you. I'm just telling you. It's Taylor Swift. I, I just want to watch Three football. or $400 a seat. This, it would have been sold out anyway. Most of the seats are going to go for far more than that. Because no, she's coming. No, not because she's they just, coming. They, people just no. knew there's a chance she's coming this weekend. This is infuriating, and you're making it worse <laughs> as usual. I don't, I don't know what you're talking Can about. Can I just watch football? Why, why does every football broadcast have to either be some idiot kneeling or some... Taylor Swift in the audience. Why can't it? Why can't I just watch games? What I turned on C- CNN, CNN today. You know what their headline was? Taylor reports Taylor Swift may go to the Chiefs game this weekend. They it was on. A, they were doing an interview about Taylor Swift's possible attendance at a game. Yes. Possible. possible. Not it is confirmed. possible. This Not woman. their own reporting. This, but they, were, they were discussing an outside report about her possible attendance at a game. Yes. And that's going to make that player guy famous. <laughs> Travis Ooh. Kelsey is already famous. He, right, because he is dating Taylor Swift. He should have done it He's, uh, earlier. Uh, he could have. I mean, the guy could be an absolute legend. A legend. He is a le- Because he's, he's dating Taylor Swift. No. That's how you become a legend. He is probably 
the best pass catching tight end in NFL history. I wish you would stop. I don't care that. what you look at with guys. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Okay, man. I want you to know. He's by wa- the way, I want you to know the sacrifice that I is practically I Lent. <laughs> the sacrifice I made when you said, "Why is it that it's either some uh, moron kneeling?" Or, I mean, I have a great line for that, and everybody can, I'm sure, figure that out. And I didn't go there. I didn't go there. I, this is probably one of the biggest sacrifices <laughs> of comedy I've ever made. Because it was so easy and fit. Just, I mean, it would have... But that I sacrifice for you. Well, you've the I mean, your restraint is noted. Thank as you. With all things, including baked goods. But... <laughs> Is that a fat joke? Yeah, it, it was a fat joke. I did not hold back my fat joke. I was thinking just for the show <laughs> that I might lose some weight so I could date Taylor Swift because then I'd be famous. Okay. There's so many. I, I believe just saying that by you is a Me Too violation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, poor Taylor. Yeah. I came into this angry about the situation, and now yeah. I feel defensive of Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay, what? see, I don't get, I honestly, I, get I do not get Look, the Taylor Swift thing. I know, I mean, she has done a, a remarkable job with her fans. She has, yes. she has always treated her fans right, um, and they pay her back uh, for that. She has a great, tight, tight relationship with her fans like so david much Co- so it's similar to like david koresh it's a similar situation well it might be might be <laughs> like Just a little bit it's a possible bit. yeah if if she ever says let's go into the jungles <laughs> so i've got something for you to drink i've got some flavor aid right here yeah, don't have a do sip yeah. probably not but like look she's very popular she's obviously like her business run here is remarkable legitimately one of the most amazing things i've ever yeah, seen elvis didn't do this i really I, nobody has done this, this nobody is, has michael jackson didn't do this i don't think it's crazy to say that this is the best year for any pop artist in history in the history of music like i think you would compare what maybe uh a michael Brahms, jackson's uh Falk. thriller year Beethoven. Go, go, I go Be- back farther. Beethoven, I, I mean, the 14th. I yeah. think that I think maybe when that you year get, would compare. When you when you look at uh, you know that opera that <laughs> that one from yeah, that was yeah that Mozart, was there. That was now look, that was a good year. And like I did say pop music, but I think you'd say that probably was pop music at the time. Yes, so I'll, I'll say that qualifies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What else would you put in that category? I mean, maybe there's an Elvis year. There's a Michael Beatles Jackson, year. I, I mean, Beatles. You're gonna put those in there, like, and I think, prob, but it's a, it's probably a top five year. But that, that's, I mean, but, but all of those kind of made sense. I mean, I wasn't, a, you know, I wasn't alive for the Elvis thing in the fifties. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was like, I don't know, four for the height of the Beatles. Uh, you know, Michael Jackson, uh, you know, that was probably, you know, the prime of my, you know, youth. Uh, and so, but I understand all of those. This one, I don't really get. Oh, gosh, I don't, I mean, she's good, but. I mean, again, I'm sort of with you on this. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Taylor Swift's music at all. Certainly not doesn't mean politics, I'm, which I'm, are Doesn't mean which... I won't date you, Taylor. I mean. Please, you <laughs> 
I, 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 we're going to start. No, break. actually, Taylor, I want you to know I'm happily married. Yeah. And uh, no matter what you're throwing down, I don't want any of it. There you go. Okay. There you go. You're not getting a slice of this pie. Not going to get it. Now, if she feels good about that. I Another think. sacrifice I have made yeah. today. I am a good person. And humble. If she does start dating you, we'd start getting CNN reports. Taylor Swift may listen to the radio today, <laughs> and we'd all have to listen to insane people strategizing on her weekend I, You know, plans. the most impressive thing I have heard about her is, who was it that just bought her entire library? Uh, somebody, somebody oh, yeah, like, she doesn't like. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she just... Okay, and so ahead. she said... She, she said... I, I'm. He's not going to own my library and get rich off of me. I hate his guts. She may not have said that out loud. Oh, but she pretty what, much has said she? that. So she went out and she recorded all, re-recorded all of her hits. Yeah, and she's and her fans went back and bought her new versions mm-hmm. of all of her hits. So this guy wouldn't make any money. It's incredible. It's insanity. It's incredible. She And she's releasing a new album. I mean, there has been speculation that this whole Travis Kelsey thing is maybe not as serious as, as some have speculated in that, like, she does also have a giant concert mu- movie coming out. Yeah. What which is they're that? talking what is about nine figures for opening weekend. I, like, you know, like I, it's a Marvel I actually, movie. I actually wanted to of see. Of course I see. you. No, no, no. I, because I want to understand this phenomenon. Yeah. No, I want to understand. I'm going to be going in a lab coat, you know, because I'm just I'm there. It's science, man. Somebody explained to me how this is working. And it look, look, she's so I, I'm not a a lot of people find her attractive. So she's got that going on. I'm just not my thing, but not I get my it. Thing. OK, yeah. um, you've got also that she plays. Go ahead, for say like, what you really feel. About she her. looks like a cat. There you go. I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking like a cat. Cats well, are very, there's beautiful cats. cute and cuddly. Both of us are hideous monsters. I look, yeah. we look like Gila monsters. She looks like a cat. I'd rather look like a cat than a Gila monster. I got it. But like, you I have to admit she's at least monster. 45% feline. That is absolutely, if you did DNA, <laughs> that is what you would find. Another reason why I don't like her. You don't like cats. I don't like cats. So it could be that. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. You could take, look, you want to go do the studies? You can do the studies. I I, I don't need them. We're just, I've already we're confirmed just here. it. It's we're called just consensus. Just here. But that's just, that's just, that's separate from her success, which has been legitimately remarkable. And like the way she treats her fans, incredible. Incredible. She had this thing where um, she, she recorded a song with some other artist. I don't remember who it was. And um, it was, it was, I don't remember the name of the song. And it was, what was it? Lord or something. I don't remember who it was. Not the Lord. I think it was lowercase. And so Jesus would be much more famous <laughs> if, if he did, did a song with Taylor right, Twift. So if, I, I mean, he would be. He would be. I, I luckily, we're indoors. I don't think lightning can strike us here. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh no. Uh, yeah, it's true. yeah. Taylor Swift could. can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> so she had a song. It was something like I don't know. My dopey breakup story with Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was mm-hmm. the singer. And so her comments on like some message board from other, some of her fans were like, I can barely hear her there. Like she's not, her, the mix was wrong in their opinion. You know, again, look, w- when we do a new theme song in this, on this uh, particular program, eight trillion of you write in and say how much you liked the last one better. Like we get it. every single time, everybody complains about every new thing, right? So, she goes on the message board, sees this complaint a few times, calls up Lord or whoever else it was, flies them in, has her re-record the song with her, they remix it, and then she re-releases it as like, 
my dopey breakup song with in parentheses with more lord wow i mean to, to do that for your fans on a message board is freaking impressive you gotta say yeah, she does take care wants of her fans the lord to be heard I, more. I think i don't think it was the lord I again think it's, i think that is again how she scored that is well i mean she's taylor swift she affects the economy the gdp she, I, she does and like you know that's crazy they're doing investigations on whether Ticketmaster had a good on sale for her who the hell cares it so what she didn't make a trillion dollars she's only made 990 billion we've got congressional investigations going on over uh, this nonsense. i saw a tweet last weekend from joe biden who said one of his new spending things that he wants to do is to make sure that you have the proper access to concert tickets okay that is the type of crap he tries to do. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. What if we have, I'm mean, throwing this out there, because mm-hmm. I don't want to pay for it. What if she does one show in Ukraine and that covers like two or three years of this war? Let's just do that. They'll all show up. It'll be great. One show, Kiev, one night only. Why doesn't she do that and cure cancer? I'm beginning to not like her. Why is she letting... Uh, children go hungry in africa when all she'd have to do is just do one big show this is what they do to people oh as yeah soon no, as, as soon got, as you start done. a charity oh yeah. god yeah. as soon as you start doing that then all they do is target you all the time yeah no as soon as she's as soon as she is on and, the bubble and she does give a lot of i mean she look she's an impressive the, her operation is is like harvard business school go everyone's going to study it for but i think it's ever. genuinely her I think it's generally her. I mean, I don't think it's almost, it's almost impossible for her to do all the things that she does on her own. She's got an incredible team around. No, her, right? I know but, that. But I mean, the general, you know, you can't be that much of a fraud. She cares about her, uh, her yes, listeners and her fans. True. And, I think yeah. that's true. I think it, there, there's a lot of it that's authentic. And then she deserves credit for it. But I have one part of life that she's not in. Every Obviously, music. She's doing movies. She, By the way, point out, she was in Cats. To back up my theory, oh, we need a person who looks like a cat. Let's hire Taylor Swift. I, uh, this is not a coincidence, okay? How much makeup did they use on her? None. Okay. She just walked in. Everyone else had to put on a costume. She just walked in the front door and was in the movie. Why won't anyone look at this? Why are you so angry at her when she's making a player that you apparently like much more famous? I don't want She's her. She's going to help She has the everything NFL. else. She yeah. took over politics a few years ago yeah. because I had to hear about her stupid opinions about what liberal is going to be elected. And now I have to hear, I have to watch her celebrate every touchdown. I, I don't even think they're going to show the plays this weekend. I think they're just going to show the box and wait for her to react and then show you the replay of the play. That's how the coverage was. I want to just watch the sport. Can I... For one second, watch a sport without Colin Kaepernick kneeling or without uh, Taylor Swift's celebration. Oh, she had ranch and it mixed with ketchup. Hey, Heinz is now releasing a new product based on the way she ate her fries. Why? 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 Can I have one thing? One 
thing. I just want to sit. I want to sit down on a Sunday and just spend 14 straight hours not talking to anyone. Isn't that just something I get? What country do we live in? Taylor Swift's country. <laughs> Are you uh, t- <laughs> so true? Tired of not only paying far too much for your mobile phone service, but also knowing that some of your exorbitant amount of money that you're shelling out every month is going to support causes that you don't believe in. In fact, you're against. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage. Now that Taylor Swift is talking about maybe possibly getting it, you know, I mean, owning it, then now it's going to be very famous and people are going to love it, even though if she had it, that all they'd reverse all all the things they do. So but Taylor Swift, you could say I have Taylor Swift's phone thing right now. I can't guarantee you. So if you're putting stock into the, you know, into the company, I, I can't guarantee you that Taylor Swift is going to own it soon. But she's going to own all of us. Let's be honest. Anyway, great service at a great price. You're going to be sending the message to yourself and the rest of the country. You believe in supportive free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military, all of the things. These are the things they're taking some of their profit, a large portion of their profit, and investing in you and the things that support those those uh, ideas, patriotmobile.com slash back. Call now, 972-PATRIOT. Nine. Is Taylor Swift on the line again for me? <laughs> Tell her no. I was kidding. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, where are they? So I have uh, I have not actually listened to a Taylor Swift that knowingly. I mean, I've never. You I'm sure I've, I've probably heard it in some heard context. It. She uh, she's very popular. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her her lyrics there. Wow, does she write her own stuff there? Yes, and people say it's good. Look, look, I forget it. I'm gonna stop Do we because have, I don't. I don't want. Is it? Uh, I'll give you her lyrics. Let me just, it's meow, meow, meow. Let me just... That That's, was early career. She was writing <laughs> jingles at that point. Let me just give... Do we have the music, please? No. Oh, we don't have the music. Otherwise, I was going to do a no, dramatic reading. Don't, no, I, no, I had Shake It Off, which was a, a very deep, deep song. I, I would say that's her, her, her magnum opus. Yes, yes. That's what I would say. Yeah, and if, I, when, and and if I'm talking she about would have lyrically, known what a magnum opus was, she would say that as well. <laughs> well, you you once were in the same room. Oh, Taylor I can't Swift. even talk to my kids about this anymore. What do you mean? Oh, because I had one brush with Taylor Swift, and I've told it a million times. Uh, you know, I, I was think in many the, people don't know about this. One hundred most important or influential people in the in the world. I was on the list. I don't think Taylor Swift was on the list. No, she wasn't, right? Yeah. She was speaking for someone else, wasn't she? No, she was, no, she was performing at this. There oh, was a okay. hundred of us in this room. Bill Clinton, Elton John, all these people. And so we're sitting there and, uh, you know, we're, we're wearing the little, I'm one of the hundred most influential people. <laughs> I'm special. And she comes up and uh, she said in front of Elton John with the music playing behind her, I, 
I have this theory that... Oh, a theory. This is probably something deep. She's, love and, songs are really just poetry set to music. <laughs> and I... Wait, love songs are just poetry set, set to music. music? That is yeah, deep. That's deep. That's deep. Wow. And uh, I got yelled at by all the girls in my family uh, just this last weekend. I'm like, okay, I got it. She's dating a football... P- I got it. I got it. And uh, I said, you know, Taylor and all my girls look at me and said, Dad! She was like 17 at the time. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. The Glenn Beck Program. But I won't, no matter how hard she tries to ensnare me into her bed. No. Kibble dog, <laughs> Kibble dog food comes in all sorts of flavors these days. You, uh, you have lamb and rice. There's chicken. It's all great. But while it might come in a bunch of different flavors, unfortunately, it doesn't have much nutritional value. They have to cook it so long at a very, very high temperature, so it'll still have a long shelf life. Then they spray that flavor on it. Here's what you need. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came up with something called Rough Greens. You sprinkle it on the food for your dog, and it has everything that they need. It has all of the probiotics. When's the last time you heard that? You need that. Why doesn't your dog need that? The folks at Rough Greens are confident that your dog is going to love it. They're going to send you the first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. First trial bag for free, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get your first trial bag free, 833-GLENN-33. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. It's Friday. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. Uh, we want to give you a piece of information that will help you um, navigate finances and your investments uh, to some degree. Um, to make sure you're putting your money where it's doing its best uh, to save the country. Uh, Paul Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick has been on the program uh, several times before. He is the president of the 1792 Exchange, uh, and they've added something new. Hello, Paul. Good morning, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So tell me what you guys have added. For, well, first of all, for anybody who doesn't know what the 1792 Exchange is, explain that. Well, Glenn, we're a nonprofit engaging with corporations to try to help them move back towards neutral to protect freedom. That's freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and free enterprise. And what have you, what have you just added? Well, on our, on our website, we have come up with a database. At, we call it our proxy voting database. It's actually three databases in one. Um, and your listeners have gone to our other database before. This is first, it discloses how state pension funds, their assets are being voted by their asset managers. Two, it describes and shows over 100 asset managers of how they are voting the shares of the states. And then third, it's, it's a directory of the 2022-2023 kind of most egregious ESG shareholder resolutions. And uh, give, me, give me some of those. Give me the give me the worst oh, ones. Worst states and worst. Oh, yeah. I mean, here here's an example. It, you know, like 
Last year, the Employee Retirement System of Texas voted for a shareholder proposal at the Bank of America to adopt, quote, a fossil fuel lending policy consistent with the IEA's net zero 2050 scenario. Texas did? Texas Texas did. If passed, it would have restricted lending, Bank of America's lending, to the oil and gas industry. So those are some of the crazy ones. Let me, uh, other examples, some of them are forcing companies to incorporate climate goals into the the retirement plans, for example, at Amazon and Comcast, or forcing companies to evaluate the risk of pro-life legislation on their employees. That was at Walmart. Over 30 resolutions would have forced companies to do racial equity audits. Um, this is a, this is a good one. Even Citigroup faced a resolution that would force them to ensure the rights of indigenous people who work for the company. And it's, some of them some of them are just really out there crazy, but some of them are, are insidious from the perspective of they really harm the businesses, which means that harms the shareholders. So your service, when you when you go there, you can click on um, to find out your corporate bias rating. So you want to do business with somebody, um, you can just look them up and you'll see, for instance, Adobe, a high risk. Um, you'll see, let's see, something that uh, Affleck, medium risk. Um, I'm just in the A's here. 3M, medium, 3D systems, lower risk. It, it, what it means is these companies are, if they're a medium risk, they do some things that are not, you know, so great for freedom. Um, and if they're lower risk, you're not saying that they're safe. What are you saying with that? Well, you're, you're right, Glenn. And that's, that's the first database, the corporate bias rating. That's right. the first one we have. And you're right. That one is in essence showing that how, how politicized corporations are. We say lower risk because we can't guarantee, but these are companies that are using their dollars and their brands to push ideological agendas, but they're also canceling employees. They're canceling de-banking de- people, deplatforming. So, so we want folks go to ahead. know who they're working with. And so when you go to the state pension funds, um, you see the proxy ranking. There's two states that stand out. One is Alabama. Its anti-ESG average is 12.5. Wyoming is 22.2. Everybody else is single digits. Everybody else. Yes, it, it, it is amazing. Um, you know, I will say there are there are fewer anti-ESG resolutions. So, so, so for your folks to know, in our database, we've got 500, roughly 550 ESG resolutions, pro-ESG, anti-ESG. Most of them are pro-ESG, and that's from 22 and 2022 and 2023. So there aren't as many. There are very few of the anti-ESG, but you're right. We, we should be seeing those uh, red states voting highly and aggressively for the anti-ESG. But, but you're right. Alabama stands out as a, as a state um, in part, think of how red Alabama is, and yet they are the the fourth because there's a tie at the top fourth worst worst state. They vote forty nine point five percent. This is in twenty twenty two data. We're going to update our database in the coming months to have twenty three data. But in in last year, half the time Alabama's dollars were voted for ESG resolutions. That and it, when I say the dollars, again, the pension funds, it, it is crazy. So we've, we've got, you would think, let me give you some other states. Um, Look at Florida. You would think, 
Florida with DeSantis, 43%. And and again, this is the 22 data. Uh, So Florida did pass a law to improve things. So when the 23 data comes out, we believe Florida and several other states are going to hold a lot better. Um, And that's important for your folks to know. State legislatures have started to wake up, and but we need to put pressure on them. For example, Kentucky, Arkansas, Kansas, Montana, Florida, all passed laws to make things better. They passed laws this year. So next year, we're going to see a lot better. But, but you're right, even just by putting the pressure on pension boards, you're going to see when the data comes out for 23, they're going to be better. But yeah, uh, listen to these states that are worse than California, Oregon, and Washington. Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, Idaho, Montana, Mississippi, Ohio. I mean, this this shows what I say. It's a dereliction of duty of state legislatures that are allowing the pension funds and the the, the pension boards and the pension staff to hand off dollars to asset managers who are then weaponizing and politicizing those assets that under in ways that undermine the the economies and the values of those red states. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, the best one in the entire country, and it's, I don't even think it's even close, is it, is South Dakota. Yes, and, and part of the reason South Dakota is the best is they, they and Georgia are the only two states that, act, in essence, took everything in-house. But, but South Dakota really has taken control, and that's one of the reasons. But the other thing is, interestingly, number two state is Delaware. Delaware is a liberal state. But they actually apparently understand their fiduciary duty better than many red states. Um, and Georgia, I will say, is also doing very well as well. They took it in-house. You're going to see a lot more states. But what, what we need, Glenn, for your folks to do is, you know, go to 1792exchange.com, go to our site, find out how your state is doing, call your state legislators, tell them to act. If they pass the law, pass it, improve it. If they didn't, get, get on them. You also need, remember what happens on these boards. Historically, it's, you know, maybe the, the governor's buddy um, is appointed to the board. And, and many of the folks appointing, whether it be governors or, or AGs or state, um, the Speaker of the House appointing their buddies and their, con- their campaign donors to these boards, they're not vetting them ideologically. And so that's a huge issue. And, uh, and, and ultimately, we need to have the, the pensioners speak up, the people who are retirement. Their retirement security depends on these assets. Um, we need them to speak up and tell the boards to, to make decisions for only for financial reasons. So and finally, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Well, I was going to say finally taxpayers, because ALEC, American Legislative Exchange Council, just came out with a, a report saying state pension funds are un, underfunded. They face unfunded liabilities of almost $7 trillion. Jeez. The taxpayers are going to have to bail them out. So let me uh, let me go back to um, ESG because they're now saying, "Oh, everybody's getting away from ESG," but all they've done is renamed it. They're still doing exactly the same thing. Is that what you find? Oh, a- absolutely, Glenn. It's it's a bit of a uh, President Reagan's trust but verify motto. Yeah. Um, for ex- for example, because lots of folks, AGs, treasurers, legislatures are pushing back on BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, that many have changed their behavior. I will say Vanguard's gotten a lot better. But when, it, when I say behavior, I'm, there's two different ways to look at it. Yes, they're voting far less often for ESG shareholder resolutions. For example, in 2021, BlackRock voted 47% of the time for ESG resolutions. Well, I should say E and S, they don't report the G. 
This year, they went down 40%. They only voted 7% of the time for ENS resolutions. You say, that's a really good thing, right? Yes, it is. We're glad to see it. The other side of the coin, though, is BlackRock is still part of alliances, these net zero alliances, that mm-hmm. are, and they're forcing us to, in essence, decarbonize, which will put us back in the Stone Age and starve people. And they're also still, they brag about that what they call engagements, which means Larry Fink and his team sit down with CEOs and say, we own five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent of your company. You're going to push this ESG stuff. We're not going to vote for it, uh, but you're going to do it. And these CEOs facing these these assets and these pension funds are part of the assets used. It's very hard for a CEO to say no. All right. I want you to go to seventeen seventeen ninety one. Uh, I'm sorry, 17, <laughs> sorry, 1792 exchange. And you look up your pension fund for your state. Um, you're exactly right. When it comes to who's going to bail these people out, it's going to be you. It's going to be on our backs. They are not making the kind of return that they need to make on your investments for states. So look your state up and make sure I would call your treasurer as well but your legislatures and your treasurers and uh, push them. I mean, you know, you look at some very conservative states that are supposed to be against this stuff. Hello, Texas. You're not doing so great. You're not doing so great. Why is that? No, you're absolutely right. And, and I would say final point, Glenn, I'm sorry to interrupt, is, is, you know, lots of folks listening here have their own IRA or maybe they're in a company's 401k plan. Got to look at our Go to, go to view the votes, and again, look at your asset managers. Find out who is the asset manager managing your 401k or your IRA. See how they're voting and call them and say, don't vote my shares that way. And then ask if you can, and if you can, move your funds to an asset manager who's more neutral and only focused on financial returns. 1792exchange.com, 1792exchange.com. They're doing really good and helpful work. Paul, thank you as always. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Um, if you thought times couldn't get worse, well, yeah, oil prices nearing a hundred dollars a barrel. Uh, looks like the housing market is kind of stuck. The only people really moving are the people that have to move. Uh, I mean, we're 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 in stagflation now. We're at the beginning of real stagflation. So with oil prices going up, you know, to a hundred dollars a barrel, gee. You know, if you happen to be Russia or Saudi Arabia, that's good. Um, however, not good for any of us. Our government is flat out wrecking our economy. So what happens when your pension fund is in ESG stuff and it's not performing? What happens when they print too much money and the inflation keeps going up? Remember, prices are not going up. The dollar value is going down. That's the difference. You right now, if you call Goldline, you can ask them for a portfolio to find out what's right for you. It may not be right for you to have any money in precious metals. I can't imagine it, but it's right for me, and I'm not somebody you should listen to about investing. I would just call and get all of the information from Goldline. And for every full ounce of fractional Gold Eagles purchased right now, you're going to receive a free one-tenth ounce platinum St. Helena Trust Series coin. It's 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call right now. They're not going to hassle you or anything else. They just You just ask them for information. Say, send this to me, 
and then you do your homework and find out if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, there's a couple of movies that are out that uh, you should um, you should know about. Uh, one is The Blind. It is actually the the Duck Dynasty guys, you know, Phil Robertson and and Miss Kay, their story, and it is really really well done. Uh, I think we've cracked the code now for uh, real Hollywood blockbuster style movies. Uh, this is just a fantastic movie. I saw another one last night uh, called The Creator that I was pretty excited about. Um, I've seen ooh. some of the previews for that. I mean, it looks visually impressive. It is visually impressive. The story is impressive. It's about AI, right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. about AI. It's it's all very impressive, really well done. One of the better movies I've seen in a long time. However, the more you watch it, the more you realize this is an international uh, this is going to be an international blockbuster, uh, and the heroes are the Asian countries, and the villain is America, and uh, it is <laughs> it, it is one of the most anti-American messages made by by Americans, uh, most anti-American movie I've ever seen at this t- at this point in our history globally. I think it's dangerous. It's a dangerous movie. Because it paints us into real monsters, real monsters. Uh, and uh, it's too bad. It's too bad. I, I mean, I, I walked away from that movie last night thinking, when in, when in our history could a movie ever be made like this and people just go, huh, that's a really good movie. I mean, if if you walk out of that movie and you don't have an anti-American bias, it's probably because you caught on. But I don't know how many people are going to catch on. They're just going to go, yeah, that was a great movie. Oh, really? So it's not, is it overt? Is it overtly anti-American or is it just the... I don't know because I couldn't escape it, but it doesn't say bad things. It's just... I, I can't explain are, without giving away everything, but the villains are all America. the United States of America, the U.S. Army, the military, and, like, really bad. Like, I've never seen our military portrayed before. Like this. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, mm. really bad. Usually when you see uh, the U.S. military portrayed, it's because... You know, of of uh, the agency or the corporation. Right. This isn't. This is like our, our the United soldiers States. are bad guys. Yep. The United <laughs> States of America Great. doing horrible, horrible things. The Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about Barrel Buddy. Um, Barrel Buddy is a way. I mean, my wife will not let me clean the guns in the house. She's like, you're not going to put this on a kitchen table. And I'm like, we can wash the kitchen. I mean, you've had gravy on the table. What's the difference? 
Uh, so uh, it's a pain in the neck, and uh, usually, you know, just cut up some T-shirts and then clean the barrel. Barrel Buddy is out, and it is so simple. It is so clean, and it also it's made up of polymers. Um, it make good ear earplugs too. <laughs> But uh, it's a 3D cylinder made of polymers, and it doesn't leave behind any residual particles. No mess. It cleans and scrubs. It actually goes in. It buffs the interior surface clean. Um, made here in the United States, and it even cleans the rifling in it. It's really amazing. Please check it out, BarrelBuddy.com. You're cleaning your guns. This is the fastest, easiest, and best way to do it. BarrelBuddy.com. BarrelBuddy.com. All right, stand by. We rejoin the national broadcast in just a second. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you like the Robertsons, uh, Duck Dynasty family, you are going to understand them in a completely different way. Um, you are you're going to hear one of the most heart wrenching and yet glorious tales you could possibly imagine it was released as a movie yesterday it's called the blind uh it is uncomfortable i don't know how the family even made it honestly but i'm glad they did miss k uh and corey robertson joining us to talk about the new movie that is came out last night called the blind i highly recommend it we're going to talk about that in 60 seconds first next time you go to the gun range don't load any ammunition into your gun. Just point the barrel at your target, say bang really loudly, and then guess how close you might have gotten to a bullseye. Um, here's the solution to the really expensive ammo. Um, this solution involves Mantis X. It is a high-tech, easy-to-use system that is widely used by the military now. It started with the Marines, and I have Marines that work for me, and they help me shoot. And it's like having one of you know one of them standing next to me, saying, "Okay, no, you're pulling the gun down. You know your your you know your your trigger finger is uh, is pulling it one way or another." And sometimes they'll I'll say, "What did I just do wrong?" And they're like, "I don't know. I wasn't looking." Mantis X always is looking. 20 minutes of using Mantis X and 94% of shooters improve. You put it on the barrel, whether you're dry firing or you're active uh, live fire, uh, it will it will show it on through Bluetooth on your phone or on your iPad, and you'll see exactly what you're doing and the way to fix it. It's so great, and it's going to save you a lot of money. It's MantisX.com. MantisX.com. Miss K. Welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine. It is so good to have you. And uh, Corey, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Hey there. Thanks so, for having us. Um, so I'm so glad to have you guys on. I know you guys are uh, busy doing kind of a virtual tour here for the uh, movie, which came out last night. I have to tell you, 
I I think I said this when I watched the movie officially I think we have broken the code of good conservative and Christian movies. They've been bad for so long. This I think is the the straw that breaks the camel's back. This is really high quality. So thank you for thank that. You. So Miss well, um, um, K, I, I, I have to tell you, I, I mean, I don't know how Phil could sit through that film. It, it is, there's stuff in this. Yeah, he film. had a hard job. Yeah, I bet he did. I bet he had a really hard time. Um, why would you make this movie? It's about his alcoholism, you know, uh, affairs are alluded to. And, and everything else. I mean, it, he he yeah. looks like a really bad guy in this. He's a bad boy in this. Yes. And uh, yeah, he said it was just so embarrassing now to look at it. But we did the whole thing to help people, and we already have words of coming back of uh, things that are happening good for because they did see the movie. And I know of one marriage that was just to be in divorce. And they have now gone to Christian counselors and oh. have uh, decided to save their marriage because they saw our movie. Well, I will tell you, I think, because as I was watching it, it is, I think it's easier to, I mean, this is the theory behind AA. It's easier for somebody who's living the life of a dirtbag like I, I was at one point, um, and, you know, the goody, goody two-shoes people come up to you all the time and they'll say, you know, it doesn't have to be this hard. And you're like, yeah, really? Try it on. But somebody who has really been at the bottom to be able to say, no, it doesn't have to be this way. And everything you believe about yourself and the world, it's not true. It's a lie. And all you need to do is just surrender all of that stuff. Uh, I, I think this is going to do remarkable good Um in, in the world. Um, so uh, who, how was this formulated and, and who, who wrote it? And it, was it just a series of interviews? How accurate is it? Well, yeah, at the very beginning, it says, it starts out saying, this is a true story because it's not just based on a true story. It's actually a true story because Bill and Kay are alive and we were able to just have them tell their story and they told it over and over again throughout their life. And we've seen the impact of them telling their story on people's lives from just sitting on the couch around the dinner table and how it has truly transformed people with the story of Jesus. Because whenever God came into this family's life, everything changed. And that exactly what you said is really the message is that there's no one that's too far gone. And I do think people can discount themselves and think, Oh, I'm out because my life looks like this. But this is a message that, like, no, like, God can come into your life and everything can change if you, like you said, surrender. There is kind of a thing throughout the film of Phil searching for, like, freedom in these places when he realizes and experiences true freedom. And he said, I had to come to the end of myself to find the beginning of God. And that's when he finds true freedom. And that's available to everyone, no matter how far you've gone down that road of, um, of self-disruption, really. But um, yeah, so our partner in our production company, Tread Lively, is Zach Dasher, who's actually a cousin. 
And his mom is portrayed in the film as Aunt Jan, and she was the one who never gave up on Bill. She believed him in him from the beginning. And we um, actually show at the end of the film a picture of her, and that she said from day one, she said, "If you convert Bill, if Bill turns to Jesus, he will turn thousands to Jesus." And she just knew it. She believed in him even mm -hmm. when he was at his worst. And so Zach is our production partner, and. And that's his mom. So this is as much her story as it is Billy Kay's story. And we just kind of came together to tell great stories and tell stories of hope and faith. And uh, so, so Miss Kay, in this world, and wanted to tell this first. Yes, Miss Kay, your first breakup with Phil. Describe that, and then what brought you back together? Why would you take him back? Well, first, you know that I lived in this life for ten years. Uh, is how long he was uh, the bad bad boy, as I call him. And uh, but what what I try to tell everybody, it came a lot because I, I lived as much with my grandmother as I did at home because my parents were in the grocery store and they were working all the time. And my grandmother continually told me lessons, lessons of marriage, fighting for your marriage. She told me ways to live. She told me about that you love God and, and be humble. She told me about that uh, one day you'll think, I'm not going to make it, and and yet God can get you through anything. And when she said, you're married, I said, well, I'm not going to have to do that. I'm going to pick out a good man, <laughs> you know, and here we go, and we're going to live happily ever after. And I knew one of the, and it's really funny, because I only told Phil this recently, that the first time I ever saw him, I thought, you know, that's who I'd like to marry. I never told him that my whole life, but I told him recently that I did think that. And uh, as it came out, and and we actually didn't even, another girl set us up kind of on a blind date. And uh, well, we were walking each other off the football field. And she just set it all up like she told him that I wanted him to walk me off. I was a cheerleader. He is a football player. And she told him that the little cheerleader, my name, wanted uh, uh, to walk me off the field. And vice versa, she told me he wanted me to walk him off the field. We didn't even do that together. This girl, older, upper class, decided we belong together. That, that's funny, isn't it? Our, our connection is so bad, we're, we're getting some of it uh, a little garbled. Um, when did you realize that Phil had a problem with alcohol? Because you guys were, I didn't know this, you were childhood, you know, friends and sweethearts. So Yes, at, it was in college. He had a football scholarship to Louisiana Tech. And it was his first year in college. Uh, and what happened, most of the college athletes were not married. There was only a small percentage of work. And what they would do is take them and put them in the dorm. And they would actually live in the dorm for like a month at a time because they wanted all their concentration to be on football. Right. And what happened was Phil would run around with the unmarried college football players. Mm-hmm. And that's started to check. Um, you know, as I'm, I'm watching this, um, spiral and the way that you handled it with such uh grace and patience i i mean that's extraordinary 
was that also just God? It was God and my grandmother, thank you, it was. She talked to me so much about patience. She talked to me about things were not going to be good all the time. She really prepared me. How do you, and I'm sad that people don't have that. Yes. When, you know, the main theme of this, which I think is so great, is forgiveness. That's, that's the whole message here. And forgiveness comes from God, and we don't usually deserve it. Um, and it comes free from God for us. But I saw, I want to play a clip. This is, uh, this is Phil on a podcast recently. Now, this is years, decades after all of this stuff happened. And, and listen how emotional he gets. He was an atheist up to the last two or three months of his life. Changed his mind. <laughs> God's head. <laughs> cut it, cut it thin. I mean, here he's he's crying yeah. about transformation. Um, it, many people have a hard time forgiving themselves, even if God has already forgiven them. There are tons of people that have been wronged by people and your story, oh my gosh, wronged over and over and over again. How do you forgive the person who has wronged you? I do it. I, I feel like that my grandmother taught me how to forgive and she taught me so many lessons about it that it just, for me, I just knew, I, I, I didn't understand why I seemed to be a person that could forgive so much easier than other people. Mm. But the only thing I can tell you is, you know, the Bible tells about older people telling the younger women, you know, in that case. And I know that the lessons she talked about, the things we talked about, I think that really helped me because she told me about hard times she had and how, and I said, well, how did you just keep living like that? And she said, because I knew that I had to forgive to go on. And there were just so many lessons she taught me. And I think they really took. Now, I was not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but I, I did understand from her so much about forgiveness and so much about making a marriage work. And she said, when you marry, it's for life. Yeah. It's you and him for life. Right. And she said, you don't think it will be anything but that. And uh, she's, I said, well, other people talk about, and she said, I know, she called it the D word, not the cuss word, but, you know, the yeah. words. And she said, you won't talk about that. That's not going to be in your vocabulary. You yep. just have to say, this is a vow to God for life. Th that and is, that's the way you look at it. Yeah. I was... I was 13, I was 11, 12, 13, 14 years old when she was telling me all this. Even younger, but I doubt I remember that. I will tell you that that is the uh, the words that my wife gave me when I asked for a prenup. And she said, I'm not marrying you. And I said, why? And she said, because I'm not going to plot the end of my marriage. There is no such thing as divorce. We marry, we're married forever, and we work it out. And it is... 
that is the secret, really, for me. That has been the secret. Corey, real quick, because the 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 movie is so well done, and I know that you're the co-owner of Tread Lively Productions. What are you going to do with this production company, um, and what is its future? Yeah, well, it was really after Dick Dynasty. I think Dick Dynasty kind of opened our eyes to the power of entertainment and yeah. the way it's shaping our culture. It was, you know, we had people come up because we had this little prayer at the end and uh, people come up and saying like, oh, our family sits on and prays together because of your show or our, our, our um, you know, my husband goes to church because he sees real men who love God or yeah. just the impact of that little thing that we did on that show. And also the fun, you know, the joy of the show and the fun of family something here in the blind this is a fantastic true story um it's not preachy it's so well done so well acted i mean congratulations a great great movie and i wish you Thank all the you. success I, I told, I told before we got on that we, heard that we were the number one movie last night in the nation so ah. that's good news she made me cry Congratulations. Congratulations. God bless you guys. We'll talk again. Thank Thanks you. So much. You Bye-bye. Um, you, by the way, you can see Unashamed on Blaze TV. Uh, Phil is on it. They've been talking about this. Um, the, the Blind is the name of the movie. It is so good. I, I can highly, highly recommend this. Um, the Blind. All right, let me tell you about uh, the tragedy of 9-11. We all know the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. You may not know. They rose like a phoenix from the ashes, ashes, and they've been promising to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. And these are the people who put their life on the line for us every single day to protect our country and to protect our communities, whether they're soldiers or they're police officers. I want to tell you about Sergeant Dustin Del Monte. He's from Bristol, Connecticut, fatally shot in a domestic violence incident. He left behind two children and a wife that was pregnant with their third child. Thanks to your generosity and those like you, Tunnel Towers paid the mortgage on the Del Monte family home, helping to lift their financial burden. His loved ones mourned. This decorated officer was buried and they... We're welcoming the miracle of a newborn child into their family at the same time. These families can be destroyed. The last thing you want to have them worry about is how, where are we going to live? Over 95 cents of every dollar donated goes to these programs. They are a fantastic charity. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two T, dot org. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, didn't you see, uh, I, I think there's a, um, 
the movie you saw, the what was it called again? The the creator. The creator. Is there like now going to be this AI? Is every movie going to be about AI? Do you remember like in like the mid nineties, every movie was about the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, and <laughs> I think uh, I think it's going to be about AI, and soon it'll all be created by AI. Yeah. We'll be watching movies about AI done by AI. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because the it's interesting. You see the you uh, the auto workers strike. Yeah. And a lot of people have been saying, well. They know the electric car thing is coming, and this is going to change the way that's all done. And they're trying to protect their the workers, their usefulness, essentially their their jobs. Um, is it the same thing true with with the writers' strike in Hollywood? Yeah, it, it's different. A, a, to me, AI is coming. The electric car is being jammed down everybody's throat. Right. The faster you change things, um, the harder it is for people to adapt. And with the government just jamming this down the throat of the auto companies and then offsetting their costs, printing more money, which causes inflation, and then pushing to have the auto workers make an extraordinary, get an extraordinary raise, that will put the company out of business, which will then, we'll have to print more money to save. And we're printing more money because nobody wants the EVs right now. Right. So that's different than here comes AI and people, it, want, people are going to change. Quite clearly, people want to use AI. Correct, like, they do. Whether there are some negative consequences to that desire right. or is another story. Right. But, but Hollywood has slit its own throat. Over and over and over again, they're slitting their own throat. Look at, I used to go to, you know this, we've worked together for 30 years. Every Friday night or Saturday night, every Friday night, my wife and I would go to a movie. Every, every time. I've probably seen six movies this year. Hmm. I mean, and it's not, it's just because it's not in my it's just not off the top of my mind anymore. And, there, and I'm always like, is there anything you want to see? You feel like you're really reaching you're a lot of time reaching. to find something in the theater if you want you're to do reaching. it. You're mm-hmm. uh, it reaching. <laughs> it's a different world. They're slitting their own throat where the government is slitting the throat of the automobile industry. That's a huge difference. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Natalia. She's a young woman. She found out she was pregnant in fear and in anger. She decided, I I, got to get an abortion. She didn't think she could go through with having a baby. So many women, they're not baby killers. They're struggling. They just don't know what to do. And there's nobody there in in their life to help them. By the grace of God... Natalia's partner's family was praying, and she was led to a preborn network center. Once she saw her baby on the ultrasound and heard the heartbeat, she was overwhelmed. She chose life, has received ongoing love and support from preborn ever since then. She'll never be sorry she chose life. If you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of, let's say, $5,000 will sponsor preborn's entire network all across the country for a full 24 hours you could rescue 200 babies they'll take anything pound 250 keyword baby donate now pound 250 keyword baby preborn.com slash beck sponsored by preborn
Floodzilla. And I get down on my knees and thank God for giving me the day. Promise it won't be a waste, no. Ain't God sick of being fake. God is giving me a way. Consequence of being grateful. Now, sure, I'm one with my boys, you know. I mean, people come to me and ask me all the time, Glenn, tell me about rap. And, uh, oh, the conversations we can have. Uh, uh, but I am not somebody who is, I know this is going to come as a shock. I've never liked rap. Somebody walked into my office a week ago, a good friend of mine, he said, you have to hear this song. And uh, he said, now, he knows me. Now, it is rap. And I said, get the hell out of my office. And he said, no, just just listen. He put this on. And I said something, and it's not just the lyrics. I said something I thought I'd, I would never say. And I like this song. I, I, what happened to me? I don't know what happened to me. The guy happened to be in the hallway, and he said, yeah, it's this guy over here, Flodzilla. And I'm like, oh, Flod and I are like one. So he came into my office and I invited him on the show. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. Man. Uh, it's great to, great to have you here. Um, what a great song. Thank you. What a great song. Thank you. You, not too long ago, were not singing about this yeah, kind no, of stuff. Exact opposite. Yeah, you were like way, way left. Yeah, I was and, super left, yeah. I was like, godless? Yes, yeah, for the most part. Like, I knew, but like it was like turned against. I was completely against even though i could there was like calls and whispers that i felt like i was not Do doing right what i was supposed to be doing yeah and eventually it ended up pulling me towards but for a long time i was fighting it and depressed and like you were addicted to fentanyl yeah yeah how did you i i, I remember i got fentanyl you know before fentanyl was cool uh <laughs> i got fentanyl in the hospital after an operation i had it for yeah. four days I went into, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. I went into uh, withdrawals from that after yeah. four it's days. Super strong. Oh my like, gosh. It's, it's, it's like a hundred times morphine. Yeah. It's like. And Just what, awful. Like the street version is even more, it's not, it's not regulated like what you would get from yeah, a, sure. Yeah. It's like super potent or just, it's dangerous. So how, how, A, how did you survive that and how did you get off it? Uh, So. I barely survived. I'm not going to lie. I was for years for like four for years. I was doing Percocets before that we were doing Perc 30s. And it was like, like there was a lot of opioids just going around where I'm from in New Hampshire. And uh, so we were got to that point. And then every once in a while in the street, there would be no way to get them because it comes from a lot like a doctor. So then you have to turn to things like fentanyl. Huh? No, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So then you got to turn to things like fentanyl. And it was. Like from that day, my life just was horrible, terrible life. And eventually after four years of that being homeless and having no, like having to find money and do all these schemes and lie to people to get all this money, I end up overdosing. And like that day I was, I chose, I made the decision. I could either continue, continued on this path, which would be rough. Like, yes, no matter what, I'm going to end up dying is what's going to happen. Or I can go through like the the phoenix from the ashes, you know. And I just that's when God, like, I really, really just gave my life to God and was 
I knew I didn't have control over things, and all I could do was just try and just have faith. And so you were uh, I'm trying to understand, because you came into my office, and you were like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm standing here with yeah. you. And I'm like, you know who I am? Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, again, yeah. I know I'm big in the rap. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> big, yeah. Everyone knows you. Yeah, everybody knows me. Um, but uh, how did you go from, from that and a leftist to yep. here? By the way, this may be the death of your career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope not. But yeah. I think it, I think it's going to be the opposite. Everyone I've spoken to is like, cr- they're psyched. Huh. Yeah, they're going crazy that I'm yeah, on here okay. right now. But so my mother was super not political, but just automatically default liberal leftist, like because yeah. that's what it is in black households. Yeah. So my whole life growing up, I like kind of was like virtue signaling like a lot of people and like yeah yeah. Com- swore I cared about all these different things that actually weren't really affecting me. I'm from New Hampshire. It's like 95% white. There's like no yeah. real struggle. Cops aren't doing anything to me. It's, it's like I was like going through poverty, but it wasn't like I had right. to watch my back outside right. or nothing. So my whole life, entitlement, all that just made me believe that I was just like <laughs> going through all these terrible things right. that I wasn't going through. And so Amazing. I got on drugs and all this, and I met my girlfriend, and she, her family is on on the right side. So- that was the first time I ever saw you was I went into the house, into their house and you're on TV. And like, <laughs> was, I was like, this guy is like, like, cause you're, you're so like animated and performing. I'm like, this dude is like, it was like entertaining just to see. <laughs> and it was total opposite of anything I believed, yeah. but I didn't really believe the things that I thought I believed. Right. You know? So just listening, just actually having the conversations, things like that. If it wasn't for my girlfriend and her family, I would have never came out of it because they were like, when, when Trump got in office and all this, I was like legitimately scared. I was like, yo, the world's about to end. Everything's about to be terrible. Right. And then my life just like, it got worse. But then once I started really seeing what it was, it just got better and better and better. And then I was like, first time I ever voted, I was like, I got to vote for Trump because amazing. I've never felt like anything. I've never felt anything like this where it feels, I feel like I'm like, I have hope for the future. So what is your, tell me about your process with your lyrics and, yeah. and what are you trying to do now? Uh, so I'm not even a rapper. I, I'm a rapper. I rap first, but then I, I like retired because when I got on drugs, I just wasn't, I didn't care about music anymore. So for years I stopped doing music and then I started doing YouTube videos where I just talked about music because that's all I know. And I would just critique music and be like, this is, this is where I think they were coming from when they wrote this and why they said this the way they said this. And it grew really quick. It grew like, I got like a hundred, 117 K subscribers in like 10 months. And I was like, mm. it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So I uh, eventually just as I was doing this, I just like was in such a good place in my life. And I'm like, I should just try to start recording again. And ran, I recorded a couple of songs and Grateful happened because I rec- I reacted to an Eminem song. And I was talking because it was called Rap God. And he was talking about all these God references. And I was like, he's just referencing a bunch of pagan gods, basically is what I said. And someone's like, you think your God's not the pagan God? And I'm like, by definition, He's not, <laughs> like, but he's actually not by definition. Right. And that comment made me like, it was just stuck in my head. And I usually make music on Mondays and I just played a beat. And that was the first beat I played. And I was like, I came up with the first bar. Uh, I don't write. So I was sitting in front of the mic, like trying to just come up with a rhyme. And I was like, thank, uh, and I get down on my knees and thank God for giving me the day. Promise it won't be a waste. No, waste, no. And then like from there, I was like, people don't want to hear me rap about God. 
right? So I'm going to, I can make the reference and I can like kind of go into my life and I just got writer block immediately. And I was like, mm. but I could think of another bar about God. God and I was yeah. like, I'm just going to lean into it fully. And it was the quickest song I ever made, best song I ever made. I truly it's believe ama- that. It's, it's amazing how when the spirit moves you yeah. and then you start to go, well, wait, I can calculate how it just falls apart yeah. on you. Yeah. If you try to, if you try to, if you think you know better than God, it doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like, it was, it was a thing that was meant to happen because I also didn't promote this song. Like the people that I know, Garrett uh, from Normal World, Mm -hmm. he really liked that song and shared it amongst a bunch of people. And then from there, people just like started sharing it and it went crazy. And I had never even promoted the song. It's, it's fantastic. I was listening to it again on Spotify this morning. Thank you. I just think it is really good. That's like big words. Saying if you don't like rapping, that's that's like that's crazy. Man. This, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's you're still musical. I yeah. just, I don't know. And I don't like the lyrics of most yeah. rap songs. Me either. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, I am definitely killing your career. <laughs> <laughs> Only listen. To I this like song. it, you young kids nowadays. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, can you just tell me the Floodzilla thing? What is uh, that? So it goes back to my name was Marcus Black before that because my name is Marcus and I'm black. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so okay, good. I good. eventually That's clever, right? Isn't it? It was creative. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I eventually was like, I need to change my name for content because people are only going to know me for music, even though no one knew me. So just looking at my life and everything I had been through, I was like, I'm ready to. Basically, accept exactly what I said, accept all the things I'm ashamed of in that song and like wear it as I can't change it. So it's basically it's me. So I have to either use my future where I end up in the future as like a proof that you can come from a flawed beginning to like ultimately because you don't know anyone like if someone gets really famous and really and you're like, oh, I love this person. You have no idea what their life is. Yeah. But you could idolize this person and be like they could be the worst person in the world. But I think that you can turn you can turn things around and actually oh, yeah. influence people because everybody has things that they're that are flaws that they can't change that they're ashamed of that they're insecure about. And I have to tell you, um, the the whole thing about redemption is the the most incredible thing is the thing that you are most ashamed of that you are you have fought to hide for so long because. It's just so bad, you think. Yep. Um, becomes like a weapon yeah. for good. Yeah. It's all of a sudden you're like, wait, I this is doing what? Yeah. It's, it separates you from like the the Sims, like the bots, where people are all trying to be the same thing because it's what works and what everyone likes. Right. The thing that really is going to set you apart is the thing that you don't want to show people. I know. It's crazy. Every time, yeah. It's really crazy. Well, it is good to have you on yeah, the program. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Uh, flawed TV uh, is um, is uh, what you do. What what is the the YouTube channel? YouTube. What? Up. Go ahead. YouTube.com slash flawed TV and uh, Rumble.com slash flawed TV and Twitter. Why, why, flawed TV. Why, why why were you even here? How did you? How did I end up on here? Yeah. How did you end up on in yeah in so, this building? So <laughs> Garrett again, Code of Black Garrett. He is a part of like another show that I'm on with uh, Adam Krigler called Bay Staff Monday. And through that, me and Garrett linked up because we both live in Texas. 
So he wanted me just randomly. He was like, after I made Grateful, he was like, come on a road trip to Vegas. I had never really even spent any time with him. We drove for 19 hours in a car to Vegas and like had conversations and bonded. And he was like, you want to be the first person on Normal World, the first guest on Normal World and perform? And I was like, I've never done anything like that. Absolutely. And from there, <laughs> like, that's how I ended up and here. And was that last that was last. No, no, that was the that was like for the opening. Yeah, that was that. for the first episode. Yeah, okay. But now he's just had me back over yeah. and over. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you. Yeah. Great I love to being have you, here, man. Thank love you very you. much. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Let me tell you about Car Shield. Your car exists in one of two states. Either it's a vehicle delivering you to and from places you need to go, or it is the world's biggest uh, paperweight because something happened to it, and then you can't afford to fix it, and it just sits there, and you're wondering how am I going to make ends meet. Look, with everything going up in price, it is already expensive to fix your car. But God help you if it's a computer chip. God help you if it's something you know made in China. Um, it used to be, oh, it's made in China, so it's cheap. No, now it's made in China, so we may not have it for a while. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month. And it's flexible month-to-month coverage. So you're not locked into anything, but they are. As long as you are a member, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price of coverage will never go up. No matter how many claims you file, it'll never go up even as your mileage on your car increases. None of that. It won't go up because of inflation. Car Shield, while the price of what they have to pay for goes up because of inflation, your coverage cost will never go up. CarShield.com slash back. CarShield.com slash back. 800-227-6100. Use the promo code BECK and save 20%. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. My friends. It's uh, it's Friday. Uh, let me just uh, let me just play a Democratic representative from the great state of Texas uh, and what she was saying about uh, Joe Biden and what he's actually guilty of. On because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally. And that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield. Okay, she's passionate about it. Here's where she's wrong. Loving your child unconditionally does not mean that you turn a blind eye to what they're doing. I love my children unconditionally. And when I explained that to them when they got old enough, what I said to them is, if you break the law, I will be the first to turn you in. But I will do that because I do love you so you can learn. And I, I, nothing will ever change the way I, I feel about you and, and how much I love you. If you're in prison, I will come to prison to visit you because I love you. That's unconditional love. When you, you cannot remain indifferent on what your children do, that's not love. 
That's the opposite of love. Hate is not the opposite of love. Indifference is the opposite of love. What about using your position in life to continually bail your child out of any consequences they might face for their actions? Well, do Would you be- get good? Do you get a cut of? things or can you spread it around well, the whole yeah, family I mean, like, at least take 10 percent for the big guy Let's yeah be honest okay about that. Yeah. yeah then that's fine that's still unconditional and you love. should make them pay you about 50 percent of their salary yeah but other than yeah. that that's unconditional right, right? yeah uh, it's fascinating yeah. you know listening to reports again they're still on this kick where there's no evidence whatsoever and they are highlighting this one quote from jonathan turley who testified yesterday it's so wrong right where he said you know i don't think we've hit the standard of an impeachment yet in the context, what he was saying was, we have reached the, the standard of an impeachment inquiry, which is what they have. Yeah. He said, I don't believe the evidence currently meets a standard of high crime and misdemeanor needed for an article of impeachment. But uh, to emphasize what this hearing is not, we are now searching for the truth. Right. Searching for. And he said they did hit the standard of the inquiry, which is what they're doing. Correct. But no one is enough evidence to launch an impeachment inquiry. The press just lies to you over and over. The Glenn Beck Program.